It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Az, and as part of our FPL drafts, uh, I've got... Uh, amazing finisher in FPL, five times in the top 1K, Mr. Tom Freeman. How are you, Tom? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Az. Thanks for having me on. So, um, pre-season is always one of my favourite parts of the uh, of the season in FPL. So, yeah, looking forward to having a chat about um, one of well, my second draft, I suppose. I built one last week mm. and now, now on to this, so we can kind of see how it's evolved. And um, I'm sure it will change again on the run-up, but this is where I'm at right now. Yeah, I mean, how many? I was going to ask how many drafts have you made because some people are, are leaving it later this season. Some people are making loads of different ones. I'm, I started off being like, I'm just going to make one and kind of sit on it for a bit, and then I've ended up tweaking. And as soon as you make one change, like when you take one <laughs> premium player out or do something, it opens up so many different things that you can, you can do. Exactly. So is it just, yeah, just, just two it, drafts then? Well, things tend to change so quickly because, like you say, a player like Nako Williams or something suddenly he'll become yeah. a available at four and then that opens up other doors so I mean I built a first draft when the game launched and I had a first draft within 24 hours which was a 5-3-2 um, probably a bit more in line with what you're seeing in other parts of the community now and then I had another I've just gathered a lot of information in between then and last night and then I had another little tinker last night landed on something a little bit different still quite new I'm not sure whether sometimes you build these drafts don't they and they last a couple of days and then you switch it up again I'm not sure about this one but this is this felt quite good last night so um, I thought we'd, we'd put it and it gives us a chance to talk about few different players which maybe haven't come up quite so often in the preseason chat so far. Yeah, it's always a bit worrying when you start doing a series like this because there is a really strong template this preseason yeah. emerging. You know, it's Gabriel Jesus, it's five at the back, it's, you know, Salah in everyone's team, Haaland, it's, you know, and when yeah. you see kind of differential teams, you often look at it and you think, oh, but they haven't got Salah, they haven't got haven't got one of these, one or two of these kind of big names. That's always the way. But then you look at some teams, there's no Spurs, for example, and you think, oh, there's no yeah. Spurs in that. And then you, think, well, you can't have everyone. You, you know, you, it's, 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 it's an interesting, interesting team building. Um, well, that, that's, that's exactly it, because I think the pricing this year has meant that 
some people have dabbled with three premiums, haven't they? And mm. I've seen people trying to get a cane in there or a son in there as well. And I think it it is probably more viable this season than it has been in past seasons. It's not something I feel quite comfortable with. But then somebody like Sterling, who is um, a premium, but not as much as those guys I mentioned then, I think getting him in alongside Salah and Haaland, I think that's doable as well. So it's really interesting. And um, I do still like the big at the backs. So I think there's a, I'm a big fan of those as well. But um, and maybe I'll shift back to it. But for now, I'm on a, a slightly different route. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And an Aston Villa fan. And there's um, Aston Villa, interesting Aston Villa player who makes it into your, yeah, uh, yeah. Into your draft. Uh, just before we get into that, just for anyone not aware, Tom is deputy editor uh, for Fantasy Football Scout. He's written an article uh, which was published today on best mid-price FPL defenders. Loads of content coming pre-season, loads of great articles uh, coming over the season as well. I mean, if you want FPL pedigree, I don't know why I'm giving you such a big ego boost, Tom, but I mean, five times... Um, Five times yeah. finishes in the top 1K is, is pretty impressive. Yeah, but I think I need it after last season, which wasn't so great. So I do appreciate it. I need a bit of a confidence we're, boost. We're playing, so that, that's we're playing good. that down. We're playing that down. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. We're moving on. It moving was, on. It was you and you and Mark Summers, wasn't it, battling out around the kind of yeah. 200K mark. Yeah. But you won the battle, so... Well, yeah, I mean, I think we'll both be looking to bounce back this year and we're both in the um, Elite 64 qualifier and looking to to come back up. So no, it should be good. I'm kind of glad I've got somebody coming down with me, I know, and we can kind of uh, build a little rivalry in that division, maybe. It's Uh, it's funny because when when David Monday joined, he sort of had no no pedigree playing FPL. First year as editor for Scout, has his best ever season. You come on Scout having all this pedigree <laughs> as editor and you have your, your second worst season of, of all this time. So I, I, I feared for my job at one point. Yeah. But uh, I, I need, I need to bounce back. So fingers crossed we'll have a, a good season and get inside the, I don't know, the top 20 K or something would be nice. Yep, so absolutely. Uh, but the other call is if you haven't subscribed to Fantasy Football Scout, please do on the YouTube channel. Uh, we're at 74,000 subscribers at the moment. It'd be great to sort of get somewhere near a hundred thousand by the end of the season. So if you join the content over pre-season, give us a like on this video uh, subscribe to the channel um, as well and just so everyone knows all the videos are converted to podcasts um, as well so if you're interested in listening to on the podcast version then you can just check those out on uh, app itunes and google store and spotify there you go got it in the end uh that's free right let's get into your team uh also um i'm gonna slap myself every time i smack my lips because someone pointed out that i do it a lot and it's really really annoying me i think it's like a kind of nervous twitchy thing and i'm gonna stop doing it so if you hear me do it well i think people have said that about me before on on stream so um yeah this could be a bad one but we'll both try and not do it maybe we'll flag it each up if one of us does it so, they're horrible uh, these things so people point out all the little mannerisms yeah. you've got that you don't realize you do yeah, yeah. I had hay fever one time and somebody was slating me for that, which felt oh, a bit no. harsh, but that's you know. the word. Yeah. Cause whenever, basically whenever I do this touch my nose, that's because I'm really trying to like not sneeze or, <laughs> or something. Cause I, I get hay fever so badly as well. Uh, anyway, uh, right. Let's talk about your team then. So this is a different team to, to some of the other ones that we've had on the channel so far. Uh, it's Raya in goal. It's Reese James, Trent, Cancelo and Chilwell. So double Chelsea at the back. Uh, Salah, Diaz, all pretty normal so far. And then Mares and Bailey, which is very interesting. Bailey from Aston Villa. Uh, and then Johnson from Notts Forest up front, alongside Haaland. So a 4-4-2, not five at the back. Mm. Uh, I think that's the way I'm leaning as well with, with my drafts, 4-4-2. Just that bit of extra flexibility, isn't it, with, with that formation. The five at the back means, you know, with two 4.5 strikers, and all you know, two 4.5 midfielders, there's not really a lot of wiggle room, is, yeah. it? is that what you're thinking? 
Exactly, yeah. And I think if I'm going to include players like Mares, um, who who may suffer the odd benching, in fact, they probably certainly will at some point, I think having that little bit more depth and, you know, I've probably got two starters, I think, on the bench in Williams and Pereira. And I think if you, a lot of the drafts I've seen with a 5-3-2 of, um, have got Pereira as your first sub and then maybe a De Silva who isn't guaranteed to start. Um, so, so, yeah, it adds a little bit more depth to it. Um, I may revert back to a 5-3-2, but I do quite like the 4-4-2. And I like the fact there's a couple of £8 million midfielders in there as well, because I think there's some great depth in that price point this year. And it will give me an opportunity to move around a little bit, be it to a, like a Saka or a Foden um, or a Mount or something like that. So there's, um, yeah, I do quite like the 4-4-2. Yep. Uh, I mean, we're getting some good comments in the chat already. Nitschel says, Bailey, wow. Uh, Bernardo says, mm. yes, Bailey's in there. I like it. And Drizzle goes with, who's Bailey? <laughs> okay. Right, so let's start, shall I explain? Let's, yeah, let's, no. let's, start, let's start with Bailey, because that is by, you know, I think him and Johnson in, in this draft are by far the kind of most interesting uh, pick. So yeah. who is Bailey? He's 5 million, isn't he, in, in FPL? Yeah, he's really cheap. I mean, Bailey signed for Villa um, last uh, last summer, basically. He came over from Bayer Leverkusen. Um, he's a winger. He arrived for about £25 million, I think it was. So it was it's basically the money. We, we sold Grealish and then reinvested with um, with a few players coming in, Buendia, Ings and Bailey being one of them. Didn't quite really work for him in his first season. He was in and out of the team. Had a couple of good points. He scored a cracking goal against Everton. But um, yeah, didn't really fit. And uh, he's he's come back in, there was an interview with him on the Villa TV a couple of weeks ago when he said that he, he felt like he had a point to prove. Um, he, he, he didn't really do enough last year. And uh, I think he's going to be, if we don't sign anybody in the, additionally in those spots, I think he's um, got a good chance of starting the season for Villa. Um, last season, Gerard, um, he said quite a few times that he thought that we looked better playing with two forwards. So um, playing more of a diamond with Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins. But I always got the feeling he preferred to play a Christmas tree. So two midfielders, attacking midfielders behind one striker. And I think the problem is, um, is if you've got Coutinho and Buendia doing that, they're a little bit like for like. So I can see Coutinho and Bailey playing in behind um, Watkins. And I think if he's got that role, I think there's quite a bit of potential to, to do well. And he's, he's five million. You know, I mean, it's so, so cheap, isn't it? He's a bit of an enabler in there, really. But if I can get get two or three starts out of him at the beginning of the season, um, that might be enough to do a job for me, I think. And then possibly rotate him out when the fixtures get a little bit tougher for Villa in game week five and six. But um, yeah, I think he's got potential. Yeah, I mean, he was 6.5 last season when mm. he signed. He was part of that plan, wasn't he, from the owners when they were saying, we're going to replace Grealish's... I think he was dribbling exactly. with, with Bailey and finishing with Ings and or passing with Brendan and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it worked in theory, didn't it? But it sounded paper, great. But it, 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 yeah. it, it sounded great. And then none of those things really transpired uh, or, or happened. No, ma- manager change in the middle of the season mm. as well. And that's why I'm a bit more hopeful that with a good pre-season behind him, um, I think I think Gerard likes him and I think he, he might be given a go in that kind of number 10 role, I suppose alongside Coutinho and then behind somebody like Watkins and Villa start with Bournemouth, Everton and Palace. So nice three fixtures to start. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with that at the moment, but we're going to have to see how pre-season unfolds as well, because if, um, if it looks like we are going to go two up top or something like that, then I might need to kind of change that round. Now in this draft, there is 0.5 in the bank. So I could go up to somebody like Anthony Gordon if I wanted to 
to go up if it if Bailey does look like you you won't be a starter. So there's a bit of flexibility there as well. I didn't know that. Apologies, people watching. I had 0.0 on the I don't point. think I, I don't think I said to be honest. So, he, kept um, that, he kept that on the sly. That's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's not a bad thing starting with 0.5 in your bank to game week one. It might might give you a bit more time to assess things rather than feel like you've got to jump into a move quite early early doors. So um, yeah, that's that's what that's what it's like at the moment. So yeah, it could become an Anthony Gordon or something like that. Yep. I mean, the the issue with that, I guess, is the flexibility of of having a five million mid because the fo- like obviously a lot of people are going for for Neto. They've you know good fixtures for Wolves. Yep. He's five point five. That's yep. really cheap for him. But then there's other 5.5s that you could potentially move to. Is Do you not think the 5 million midfield bracket is, is a bit worrying? Because, I mean, your bench, I mean, you've got Neko Williams, Pereira. They seem like gifts because they're, they're cheap and, and attacking and sort of, you know, sign, new signings for their clubs and stuff. And then Greenwood. But if Bailey doesn't play, you're going to find it hard to move him on. And do you really want to call on one of those two if, if you need to? It's a bit limited, but I think I think other players will emerge between now and the start of the season. Um, there's a few players around that. I mean, I was looking last night, just trying to really looking at the kind of the budget midfielders and players like Stuart Armstrong for Southampton. I think he's five million this year. Mm. And there is, I think, I think once we know how teams are going to set up, I think, um, you know, I don't think it's a bad price point. I, I think it's a bit limited at the moment. Will it still be when we start the season? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, players like Mbwemo were, were quite popular last year. I think he was 5.5, wasn't he? So you're, you're looking for another player to emerge like him to give you a few options. But we're building squads at the moment and we need we need an enabler or two in there. And so I think there's going to be a few kind of cons to a, to most of those players, to be honest. Even players like Nito and stuff, I quite like him. Um but then there's the, the Wolves attack, which didn't function quite as well as we would have wanted it to last season. So um, there's a risk with quite a few of those players, but um, I'm happy enough to, to kind of try it out, I think. Yep. And I mean, you've got the 0.5 in the bank, which I've now changed on the graphic. Bit of bit of a live... Oh, live oh sorry. Thing. I didn't realise it went That's on the right. graphic as well. No, Otherwise, fine. I would have definitely flagged it out. No, it's so. fine. It's, yeah, this, the, the, the team graphic's kind of new, so I'm still trying to kind of work it out a little ah, bit. Okay. But I'd say it is, it cool. is so much easier. If, if, ever, if anyone liked the last team graphics, they did look really nice. But they took around 15 minutes to make, so you had to basically make everything individually. Whereas this is uh, this is a screen grab from, from the app. And, you know, I don't mind a bit of extra work if it, if it looks good. But for something like the Scoutcast, for example, you had three teams and then three points graphics each one taking 20 to 25 minutes each and then because it's all manual there'd be mistakes you get the wrong player name or the wrong you know home and away thing or something and people point it out and it was pretty crazy so we've we've gone to a, a nice simple screenshot now which is uh, a lot easier so there should be easier. less of these <laughs> i don't know if anyone cares about that that story but that is the reason why uh, we've, we've changed to this um the other interesting play here then i guess is johnson so you clearly have been listening to to mark who is his biggest uh, fan, uh, I've got to be honest. I haven't done my homework too much on the on the promoted sides, um, but you obviously you have because you, there's articles on site um, and and things like that. Tell me about Johnson then. Why 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 has he made it o- over the other um, Nottingham Forest striker, for example? Well, I actually wrote the Forest preseason pieces on on scouts. I did quite a bit of research on them, and then really lucky to get Mark's insight as well. So he. He sent some thoughts over, which kind of had, had kind of aligned with what I'd kind of previously written, which is quite reassuring. Um, and I, I, I like Brennan Johnson. I think he's a, he's a good player. And I, I like Forrest. I think of the three promoted clubs. I think they're tactically the the team who will be able to transition the best. They play they play a back three with wing backs 
quite a counter-attacking side. And I think that that will adapt possibly better than, than Fulham and Bournemouth and the way that they play. Um, Johnson is obviously up top. Um, he linked up really well with uh, Spence last year down that right side. And Spence has obviously gone. Nico Williams has come in. So I'm looking forward to seeing those two in action, obviously both both Welsh. Um, and I think something that Mark said on the, when he, he kind of compared Johnson and it was Keenan Davis last year. Now it's going to be Awanihi. I think that's how you say it, the new striker that's come over from Germany for them. And he likened them to um, Tony and Mbwemo with Johnson playing more of that Mbwemo role. So oh, trying no. to get in behind. <laughs> well, yeah, well, <laughs> well, to be fair, well, to be fair, Mbwemo got the chances, didn't he? He just did. uh, hit the woodwork a crazy amount of times. So I can see that kind of link up it working in, in quite a similar way to that. And I'm, I'm quite upbeat on Forrest's um, prospects next season. And uh, I think key to it will be Johnson retaining penalties. I think if he stays on penalties, then it'll, then it'll be a good option. There's there's other there's other strikers I could move to, you know, um Solanke is six, Mitrovic is six point five. Um, but yeah, I, I quite like Johnson. And the the first three for Forest look okay to me, Newcastle, West Ham and Everton. Um cap, capitalise on that new, you know, City Ground's gonna be absolutely rocking for that first home game, isn't it? Um against West Ham. So um yeah, Johnson, he was in my first draft a week ago and he's still in there now. So uh yeah, that's, that's make the cut? at the moment. Will you make the yeah. cut? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, I do think he'll adapt quite well to the Premier League. Yeah. I think he's a good player. It is interesting with 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 Forest because I, I agree about in in general tactically. I think they they look strongest. It's just they lost so many players of loans, losing Spence, a massive and, amount. Yeah, know, and a striker coming in from Germany. We've seen that before. How that how that tends to, how that tends to go. Uh, yeah, so massive turnover, yeah. isn't there? They've lost. I mean, the whole. You know, Henderson's come in in goal. The wing-backs have changed, haven't they? They've got Niakate, the new centre-back in. I think Yates has just been ruled out for a period and they've lost Ghana. So the whole mm. central midfield is going to be different. But I think the recruitment, it looks pretty go- good so far. The players they've been bringing in, um, quite probably a, a step up in level from last year. So, um, And I do like Cooper as well. I think Cooper's a really good manager. So that's where I'm at at the moment. But um, let's continue watching them in pre-season and see how it, how it develops. Yep. Uh, and then let's talk about Mares. He's made your yeah. side. My dog is currently trying to climb onto my lap, so I'll just bring him up. But yeah, <laughs> talk, 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 to me, talk to me about Mares because he's uh, he's getting his ownership's still low. I think around ten percent, something like that, or is it maybe eight percent, ten percent? Okay. Where do you see his role in the side? Do you think he's actually a viable option for us? I'm warming to it. Yeah, I think there's going to be there's a significant change in City's attack next season, isn't there? With um, with Jesus and Sterling leaving, oh, hello, and uh, and then uh, Harland and and Alvarez coming in. So we're talking about that right wing role for for Mares. Palmer's obviously going to be competing for it. There's some talk of Foden. I think there was some quote on the Athletic. Possibly Sam Lee had said that he was kind of quite open to moving to that side, but we haven't seen evidence of that. He didn't play there much at all. I think it was probably the season before last we last saw him at right wing. Um, and I think we can all agree if Mares gets the minutes, he's the best eight million pound midfielder that there is, I think. I don't, you know, his goal threat is fantastic. He scored 11 goals from about 1,500 minutes um, last season. Same amount as Saka and Mountain players like that. He will probably get in like, you know, I don't know, 750 to 1,000 more minutes than him. So if he's on the pitch, we know what he can do. And I, I'm quite, quite looking forward to that link up with Haaland as well. Um, 
Haaland, um, really interesting striker, isn't he? I mean, he has the potential to just come in and just be absolutely insane for, for City because they've sometimes lacked that kind of clinical touch City. We saw it in the Champions League last year when they created a lot of chances. Just didn't have one that, that composure to finish. So bringing in somebody like, somebody like Haaland, I think, is going to be really interesting for them. I didn't realise that um, Haaland was, was six foot five as well yeah yeah but he's quick as well and he's good at running with the ball at his feet and um he was he was at an interview earlier in the year when he was he said he watches a lot of football and it's quite surprising he said he'd been watching Vardy um and trying to kind of look at how Vardy was the master of kind of running in, in, in yeah. behind and kind of in, in between opposition centre-backs and he said he was he was kind of looking at that and that just made me think when I saw that about Mares and when he linked up with Vardy and that that, that kind of for Leicester when they were together and that, that kind of link up down that um, that down that side with the three balls he would play. And I think Mares and Haaland is a really interesting duo. And then you might have somebody a bit more like creative on the left, like Grealish or Foden might continue in that left role. Left role. So I think, I think this year as well, we're not picking a team for the season. Because of unlimited transfers and the wild card, this team is really for probably five or six game weeks, maybe, maybe a little bit more, maybe seven or eight, but it's a short amount of time. So if we think that Mares is going to get maybe four starts in the first five game weeks before the Champions League kicks in, that could be enough. You know, if he starts in that game week two game against Bournemouth, um, you, you get this is, 80 minutes. This is this is amazing. This, this is like Groundhog Day. This is every season with Mares. You think it is? They've, they've yeah. sold Gabriel Jesus. It's going to be Mares is nailed on for that. They haven't even got another right winger, and then Foden shifts over it's to the pet, right. And pet, pet, yeah, well, well, <laughs> Pep might find a way. Um, and I get that. And I've I've always been quite skeptical of Mares. I think I, I, he's the kind of player I've brought in in a free hit or something when I'm really big on his chances of playing that one game but I've always kind of held back I, I, I value minutes quite highly normally and that's why players like Mount and Saka are appealing because you'll get those starts mm. but I've just been warming to Mares over the the, the the past few days because of that right wing situation and um, yeah if he gets a few starts in those first few game weeks it, it, it could be great as, um, as I kind of thought of his goal throughout yeah, as I kind of thought, the, the chat is uh, is very mixed um, on, on the Morris yeah, shout. Uh, S I can says, understand that. Yeah, yeah. S says Morris is a great choice this year. His points per minute is right up to the best in the league. It is. I think it's second best in the league to Salah, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, he's like to get more game time now. Sterling has left. Yeah, because obviously Sterling and Jesus both both leaving. Yeah. Um, I'm the dude. Dude says Morris always starts the season well, but then gets rotated for the Champions League. Well, that, that would work out fine with that this would, season, wouldn't absolutely. it, if that were to happen. Yep. So, and Lewis Martin says, it's the sentence, if Mares plays, he is the best. The key word is if. <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I get that completely. And and this this by game week one, it might change. But the great thing is about those £8 million midfielders is there's, what, seven or eight viable candidates in that little pool. And they're all pretty good, to be fair. Mm. So it's quite an easy switch if... If I start to get a bit worried about that game week one start, then you know it's it's easy to go over to somebody like Mount. Or, He's the flare pick, know, isn't he? Like of, of all the eight billion options, I mean, mm. Diaz is 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 up right up there. I'd say he Diaz is is quite an obvious yeah. one though because. He's eight million playing Liverpool. If, if Jota's going to be injured for a bit, it's, it's really yeah, simple. exactly. But, but yeah. you know, when you're comparing like Mares and Mount, I think is a good comparison because you know what you're going to get with Mount. You're going to get starts. You know, he, he he had good numbers last season. He's going to chip away. He's ready. I mean, he did obviously hit that huge haul against Norwich, but maybe doesn't hit those those big numbers quite so often. But he kind of steady trickle of points coming in. 
Or you just take a punt on Mares, who could hit a hat trick every week. You know, if, if he plays, you never yeah. really know what you're going to get of him. So and, I like but, it. Even when Mares is coming off the bench, though, if he gets 20 minutes, you wouldn't put it past him. It's not ideal. You know, we want players to be starting, but I'm just saying if he got benched in one of those first four game weeks, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world um, as long as he's getting the majority of starts. But we'll have to, I mean, the good thing is with um, with Scout and stuff like that is we monitor all of the preseason friendlies. Everything Pep says will be kind of reporting on site. And so we, we might get a bit of insight on the run-up to game week one about his prospects and where he sees Mares, how he sees Cole Palmer developing as well. Mm. And and I'm sure he's going to get asked about Foden on the right and Alvarez and things like that. So, yeah, well, there's quite a bit of information still to be processed before before we have to pick him. Yep. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, let's talk about some of the players that you don't have. Uh, quite a few yeah. people asking about the, I think he's 60% owned now in the game, something like that. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Jesus, Jesus yeah. up front. Yeah. Um, I've got to be mm. honest, he wasn't really someone I was looking at. I know eight, eight million is a good price for him. I know Arsenal have got good fixtures. I mean, people are talking a lot about the fixtures Arsenal have got. The first two aren't that great, I don't think. Palace away, that's really tricky. Leicester at home. Leicester. Leicester yeah. with their with their defenders back now, with a fit squad. I think they're the only mm. team in Europe or one of the only teams in Europe that haven't made a signing yet or something like that, I read. But they've got mm. a big squad anyway because they sign players to cope with the injuries and, and things like that. So I'm not too worried about, about them. I think they're going to have a good season next year with, with no Europe and, and things. But then mm. Arsenal have become back-to-back promoted teams. After that, we're going to want probably a defender or Saka or Jesus for that. But is yeah. that is that your thinking? Are you are you thinking maybe we can avoid Jesus for those first two? Are you worried about? No. I, well, yeah, I think you always look at players with that kind of ownership, don't you? And it and it is a bit worrying. I just think it depends. I did have Jesus in a draft, and I, I quite liked it. But I I just prefer the eight million pound midfielders at this moment. You know, it's just a question of me saying who's going to score the most over the first four or five game weeks. Is it going to be a Jesus or is it going to be somebody like Mares and or, or or whoever that might be, if be it Mount or something like that? And I think I'd back the midfielder, but because um, I don't think I don't think we know if Jesus is going to be on penalties. I don't think he's got a great record, has he? So um, it might end up being somebody like Martinelli or Saka, and that would obviously give them a bit of a boost, and it would knock down the potential of Jesus. But yeah, I think he's a good option, but we can't have everybody, can we? I mean, there's no Spurs in this draft either, which I'm sure people have flagged up in the chat as well. And um, 
that's a bit of a worry as well. But there isn't a draft that I've seen so far which covers all bases. You no. know, there is going to be, there's going to be, and, and I prefer, I have more confidence in City and Liverpool than I do in Arsenal as a side, if I'm being honest. So um, that's that's why I've kind of doubled up on their um, attacks rather than moving to somebody like Jesus. I think, you know, there was a lot of, well, some people were quite critical about some of the pricing this year in terms of, you know, and and there is this kind of template forming, and you know, but with with big at the back, with you know, I mean, you look at the defenders you've got: James, Trent, Cancelo, Chilwell. That's a lot of money tied it up is, in those, yeah. and it means mm. that it's going to be harder to get the likes of all these eight million options to get these premium players. You know, Son, we haven't talked about Kane. Mm. You know, De Bruyne. They could all be factored. You know, Sterling just moved, for example. These all might be players that we want, and then you know, maybe okay, things are maybe quite obvious at the start in terms of which ones to get but we know from previous seasons a couple of weeks in everything can change so much yep. and suddenly you're trying to get sterling in and you're, you're looking at selling you know one of your premium defenders or you're trying to you know move maybe you know trying to move things around so yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see kind of what what emerges because well yeah we were sat here this time last year and fernandez was was exactly. in every draft he obviously got that massive haul on game week one and then dropped off after that and then everything changed a little bit didn't it but that's the the great thing with um the, the wild card which we've got to play quite early this year um i think a lot of people will be tempted by a game week three game week four wild card and restructure their teams um because all it would take like you say is a sterling brace or a de bruyne double digit haul and then people are looking to get them in but um two premiums i think gives me the best um kind of coverage around the team um and hopefully it won't be too difficult. If I needed to go up to a Sterling from a Mares, hopefully I can just pull a bit of money out of the defence. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on big at the back this year, As Are you kind of keen on it? Um, four big defenders or five, maybe? Yeah, I, th- I think the, the defender pricing is, is really interesting because the, the, the premium defenders aren't as expensive as I, as I thought they'd be. I thought, you know, Trent could, could be 8 million, 8.5 I thought Reese James would be more than Chilwell to kind of give us a bit of a decision yeah. to make there. I thought, you know, Cancelo's probably about right at, at seven, but I mean, even he could have been pushed up to, to 7.5. So I think that the premiums are just are just such good value because I'm looking at Trent, Cancelo, probably James as well, looking at Robertson and thinking these guys are going to be in and around the 200 point mark, I, I would have thought. Chelsea may be a little bit riskier because obviously they've lost Rudiger. You know, there's Kubak, yeah. uh, I can't pronounce his name. Kubali. Kulabali. Hank is Kulabali. He's coming in. Um, surprising five-year contract I'm reading for him for a 31-year-old. Very hmm. much against Chelsea's normal kind of policy. But, you know, an elite defender who should strengthen that that back line, um, you know, and, and make up for Rudiger missing. So, but we don't really know kind of what's going to happen. There's, there's, there could be a bit of a transition there. But particularly with Liverpool... Um, and City, you know, we've got such good defenders to, to consider. So that that sort of thing, if you're if you're putting money into that, no problem at all. The only thing is, though, I think there's some really good value in in some of the cheaper defenders as well. I mean, Dean and Cash both being five million, I think it's an absolute bargain. Yeah. You know, Trippier, Trippier as well. Yeah, um, the Spurs yeah. wing backs. I mean, Perisic is is popular and gives you that kind of Spurs coverage. If Spence comes in as well at five point five, which he, he probably will. Um, I mean, they've got so many wing backs in, in in that side. Well, but, which is that, that's why I, um, that's why I took Perisic mm. out because he's he's not even training at the moment, is he? I think Conte came. I saw a quote pop up on my timeline earlier today. He said he's still getting over a serious injury. Now we're three weeks today. The season starts, or three weeks tomorrow mm. for Spurs. And that worries me a little bit, knowing how much emphasis Conte places on fitness. 
Um, I'm a bit concerned about that, that he won't be ready for game week one. Let, let's see what happens. Um, he could come in for Chilwell if it looks like he is, but a uh, little bit concerned about that. And Do- Doherty as well, I really like him. Mm. But then Spence's, I think Doherty will probably start the season. I reckon you'll get a few games out of him, but I think probably Spence, he's a young player, isn't he? He's probably an upgrade though, I would say. But um, So you'd expect him in time to come in. And then there's still players like Emerson Royale and, Sessegnon and Reggion are still there, isn't he? Yeah, so there's yeah. it's kind of three players in each position. And that's why I didn't put them in this draft. Just I'm a bit unsure of um, where we're at with them at the moment. But if we do get an inkling of who's going to start, they're obviously brilliant options because Conte's defence, since he came in behind Liverpool and City, they were the, the best team in the league. Mm. So um, loads of value there. Absolutely. So if, if we can nail a starter. Yeah, yeah. And then and then look at the 4.5 options. I mean, look at Tomiyasu, really popular. Yeah. You look at Pereira yeah. of, of Leicester and all the kind of Leicester defenders um, as well. Yeah, even someone like Dunk coming down to 4.5 for Brighton. Yeah. There is, you know, the defence is really interesting because you, you can pack your team with, with five, you know, sort of premium defenders. But then you're kind of missing out on the real budget appeal of the 4.5 defender, which are just so much better than the 4.5 mids and, and forwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's loads of value, isn't there? I mean, I could bump Nico Williams up to a 4.5 because I've got that money in the bank. But I do quite like Nico Williams. I think he could have, um, he could be, you know, if he starts strongly and he, he were to get an attacking return in the first couple of game weeks, you've got a little bandwagon there, haven't you? Go up in price quite quickly, yeah. as they always do, those 4 million as if they have a good start. So um, I do quite like him. And I think a wing back rollies and, and Forrest setting up the way they do, there might be the odd clean sheet as well in there. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that Neko Williams slot. I think I, mm. I, I don't, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of, of defenders and wing backs and all that kind of stuff. I have been for, for ages. I mean, you get great points. It's not exactly me being bragging, just saying it's, it's you know, I've, I've always liked the value that the kind of wing backs offer. But I do think five at the back is is one step too far for me, I think Neko Williams, if Neko Williams wasn't there and it had to be a 4.5, I might be kind of, even though there's good options, I might be thinking, okay, that's, you know, but having a 4.0 option in Neko Williams, that really does give you that little bit of extra money to, to strengthen the rest of your side. Yeah. So, yeah, five of the bats could be really popular, but I, I'm pretty sure that I'll, I'll just be four. Um, four four two, yeah. Four four two, yeah. I think so. I don't think I've seen. A, I don't think I've seen a four three three draft yet. So I've no, seen a few five no. two five two threes, but not four three threes. Yeah, the, the, four, the, the three the, the four three three is 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 difficult, isn't it? Because that means you've got two four point five midfielders, uh, and you know, we've got Pereira, who's a bit of a gift, but then. Who, who else? It's a bit of a drop-off, isn't there? Yeah, I think huge drop off. some people said the Silver maybe from Brentford because Ericsson's gone and I think he played quite a prominent role when they came up. But you would ex- if they're not going to get Ericsson permanent, you'd expect them to strengthen there, wouldn't you? Because he made such a difference, didn't he, when he came in for Brentford? Yeah. That they're not just going to leave that slot empty. They're going to replace him. So, um, but yeah, maybe somebody will emerge. I was quite big on Chuck Wamaker from Villa getting a few minutes, but he's refusing to sign a contract. He hasn't been taken on tour, so he's out of the equation now. So, it, yeah, right. yeah, it's quite tricky. And- Andreas Pereira, we're pretty lucky with mm. that. I think that he's got the, he's got the move to Fulham. You'd expect him to take on that, to take on a role in the starting eleven. So, could be good. Yep. Oh yeah, get comfortable, why don't you? Lovely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and also, I mean, the other thing as well is the, the, the midfielders and the strikers. I mean, the midfielders are. Look at last year; the strikers are so hard to to get right. Whereas the value was all in midfield last season. Okay, obviously we had the wing backs, but you know we haven't we haven't mentioned someone like Coutinho, for example, at, at seven yeah. million. I mean, the, the Villa attack does that interest you at all? Um, 
you, you mentioned, well, obviously you've got Bailey, you've you mentioned him. What about some of the more kind of, you know, Watkins yeah, and Coutinho? Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward. I mean, Gerard came in, what was it, about game week 12 last season, I think. So, you know, the value of having a pre-season there, I think is really important. I think um, we were really inconsistent under Gerard last season. We were great some weeks, terrible the next. And uh, I think just having that time with the squad, making it into his own squad as well. We've already recruited quite well. We've brought in Kamara and Carlos and Augustinson, the backup left. He'd give us a bit more depth. So I think I think Watkins, um, he's, he's been working with a specialist finishing coach over the, the summer. And I think that's an area which all FPL managers know that um, he probably needs to improve upon. And so I think if he can improve that element of his game, um, he's, he's a great forward. His pressing's brilliant. His work rate's excellent. And I, I do quite like him. But then I think if if you start going towards Watkins at 7.5, then you're almost at Jesus territory, aren't you? And I think I would, would pick Jesus, obviously playing in a better Arsenal attack than, than what Watkins will be. Um, so I'd probably side towards him. But yeah, Coutinho as well. I haven't seen him in many drafts, but he's, he, he, you know, everything will go through him at Villa. And um, yeah, he could have a good season. I hope he does. Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, if there are players that are outside of the template that I think could be good, good mm. options this year. I mean, I know the template's strong and the template's strong for a reason because this is, a, this is, you know, five at the back and, you know, with Haaland and Jesus and Diaz, these are all great players. But all, it's all about trying to find those one or two spots which just give you something a little bit different on other people. And, you know, I, I think, for example, Jesus... I, I think he's going to have a good season for Arsenal. I think Arsenal are going, to, are going to do well. But I just wonder, with those first two fixtures, whether people are getting a little bit overexcited about him. I mean, from game week three, I think he's a great player. But, you know, he's, he's a new player into a, into a new side. There might be a bit of adjustment to be made. You know, if there's... I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm happy to kind of give it a couple of games and see how he adjusts. Because I look at those, like, 60% owned players and I think, OK, they can burn you if you know, they don't do well. But if you can sort of predict that they're not going to do that well and get in someone else who does well and, you know, I'm kind of worried about later, that's when you can really fly up the ranks from the yeah, start. Yeah, I think I think nobody's going to be captain in Jesus either in the first few weeks, are they? So when you get to a player, like I've seen some drafts who are going Kane over Haaland, that would worry me a bit more because Haaland in game week two is going to be the standout captain against Bournemouth. With him at his ownership, if you don't own him, that's when it could be really painful. Whereas I think with Jesus, if we were to go and get a brace in that, that, that first game, it's probably be 13 points or something like that. Maybe I can make that up another, it wouldn't be the end of the world. It's kind of, if, if, if you don't have that captain, that's where it, that's where I really start to kind mm. of think about, look, I might need to cover this. Um, and he might end up in a draft still. I do like Jesus. I'm not, not down on him at all or anything like that. It's just, I think I, I prefer the eight million pound midfielders at this moment in time. Uh, what is your kind of general strategy with, with building a game with one side? I mean, this, this side is, is quite different from the template and I'm glad of that because it makes these videos more, more interesting. Well, do you kind of find yourself fluctuating towards the template? Do you make decisions based on the no, own, that kind of thing? No, good. I think when you've been you've you've been playing the game a long time as well as when we've been playing for I don't know 12 13 seasons or something like that I need to keep it in, interesting and I do sometimes maybe for the detriment of my team I don't know but sometimes I do like to do things a little bit differently from what everything I see just because that's what I find I like doing um and it keeps it interesting for me and I do find some of the templates a little bit samey um 
And so, yeah, I, I kind of last year I went, I think a lot of people last year went with, was it Ben Rama, I think, game week one, who actually did really well. And Greenwood as well, I think, was in midfield. And I swayed away from that. And I went with Son in game week one, actually. A lot of people were put off him because he played City in, in the first game where he actually scored in that. And then, and, and I went with Rafinha as well, who a lot of people were big on last year, but they didn't start with him. They were preferring the Ben Ramas and things like that. So in some ways it can work, some ways it can't. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I might revert to that 5-3-2 for game week one, but this is just what I landed on last night. You caught me in a moment where I was feeling quite big on Mares, <laughs> and maybe I'd been watching too much Villa TV and I got a bit excited by Bailey, but... Um, yeah, yeah, no, I kind of like I like the structure of this draft, and I do like the four four two. I think I think it's important though, you know, to to keep FPL like fun. I know, like we all obviously mm. people watching these videos are going to pour over stats, read articles, watch videos, all this kind of stuff. And you know, I, I do love that that side of things. Obviously, it's you know, it's why I've been a member of Scout for so long and I've cracked my own stats tables and all this kind of thing. But I want to have two or three players in my side that I'm excited about each week, and you know, mm. not many people have and you know, form these mm. kind of talking points with people and, and stuff. Because where you can spot players, which I think maybe Jesus for those first two weeks is someone who's going to be really highly owned, but I don't think he's going to do that well. Just to get him in just because he's 60% owned, kind of, that doesn't excite yeah. me at all. That's that's completely no, against no, how you, I want to play the game. No, pick the players that you think are going to do best. And um, even though last season, yeah, even, even though last season wasn't great for me, I had a, I had a reasonable start, actually. So, um yeah, I'm not kind of thinking, you know, you don't want to kind of go too radical in game week one because you want to keep in touch with people. But I think if I can kind of deviate from the template with maybe a couple of players like going away from Jesus and something else, I'm kind of happy with that. Um, I feel like, you know, I've got, I'm not a madman, you know, I've got Salah and Haaland in there. So it's not, it's not kind of too crazy, this draft at all. I've got, I'm pretty big at the back, albeit not five at the back. So there's a lot of similarities, but there's just a couple of tweaks here and there with players which I think potentially could do better. Yep. Awesome stuff. Uh, right. I think we will call it there. Um, yeah, really nice. Be interesting to see how this, how this draft develops uh, over the season. Um, anyone who's enjoyed listening to Tom uh, talk, obviously head over to Scout. You can read his articles over there. I'm sure there'll be uh, team updates and, and things sort of as we get closer to the season um, as well. Uh, just a few things to mention before we finish. Uh, obviously, the graphics, the new video graphics have been live uh, this week. I put a kind of survey together um, just to kind of see what people think of them, basically, because you guys are the ones watching it. So good, it, important that these things work um, for you. So if you just check out the description of this video, uh, there's a link to the survey. It will take you like two minutes to fill out. Um, I'd really appreciate um, that. Uh, and also, if you haven't signed up to Fantasy Football Scout yet, you know what's going on uh, you've got to get over there you've got to stop making these tables you've got to stop pre- you can never prepare too early um for the season to start uh loads of great things over there uh articles from tom members only articles that, that him and uh, neil will be writing uh, we've got the points projections and rate my team kind of working um, and up to date now so players like harland are in those you can see who we think are going to do um, the best next season uh, the transfer planner has been updated that's coming uh, today so you can come and sign up to that and get that uh, sent to you we've got three player comparison tools live FPL data, stats tables I mentioned, loads of stuff. So head over there, uh, sign up to Facebook Scout. You can do that monthly um, or annually. Uh, and yeah, it'd be great to have you um, as a member. But until then, thanks for watching, everyone. Tom, great to catch up with you again. Uh, we'll speak soon, yeah. no doubt. Uh, enjoy the rest of pre-season. Right, thanks for having me. I'll speak to you soon. See you soon.